0: Prepare at last his return Your behavior our savior descends I'll, I'll you in the end, my friend end. Welcome to Tribulation Fires, a podcast about the Left Behind series, the religious rites obsession with the apocalypse, and hopefully the humor therein. I'm your host, Tim Lanning, and with me is my Ivy League big brain co-host and the world's best wife, Jennifer Cheek.
1: Hello, everyone. It's our first episode.
0: Yes, this is uh, the official episode one. Here we are. It's uh, a post-dinner Bloat says, Yeah,
1: we had, we had some big margs at dinner. We got extra shots in them. Yeah. I'm full of queso dips. So I'm like really ready <laughs> to talk about the rapture. <laughs> exactly. Right now.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are Tribulation Farce. Basically, the goal of the show is to go through the religious trauma that we all collectively yes. know as left behind and do uh, a little bit of a book club, a little bit of a deep dive. And have some fun along the way,
1: you know? Yeah, it's, you know, Tim and I both grew up extremely evangelical when we were youths. The left behind craze swept the nation. Yeah. And, like, I know... My church was super into it. Like, I definitely read a lot of them, but it's also been such a long time ago. The first book came out in 1995. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really old. Uh, so it's been a long, long time since we've read them, and I never finished reading all of them.
0: I read all of what I'm gonna call the black binder versions of them. The
1: adult ones?
0: No. No (laughs) Okay. Because, uh, once, spoiler alert, Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation in these books. And, and then once, they have like
1: another book.
0: Yeah, and that one, and so all the Left Behind books have white, uh, like black, like binders. Okay. And, you know. Oh,
1: you have like the fancy set.
0: Yeah. Well, no, that's the normal set. And then, and then once they switch to, um, <laughs> post rapture or post right, right, right. Were they white? They're white. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I just cannot imagine. And like, uh, obviously, theoretically, we're gonna read all of these. Yes. <laughs> what are they talking about in the book? <laughs> In the post-Jesus coming back books, like, yeah, I mean, what is the conflict?
0: We, we we touched on this. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't know how they make good <laughs> books about that. Like, but-
1: well, Jesus was <laughs> frolicking with the lambs, and they were all hammering their swords into plowshares. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I honestly have no clue what happens in that book. To me, it ended on a pretty sick cliffhanger <laughs> with one of the main characters that we'll meet later today seeing the good Lord.
1: So you were, you were like, into it.
0: Yeah, I read all. I read all of them. Cause and you read
1: the teen ones too, right?
0: Yeah. So there. If if you don't know, I mean, we'll 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 do a, a small recap on some terms, even though we touched on them in our episode zero. But yeah. we want to make sure that people can start here. Yeah. If they want to. Yeah.
1: You don't have to. I If you want a little bit more, uh, a longer intro to who we are, you should listen to our episode zero. But yeah, a long story short, Left Behind is a book series written by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, and it is about people who get left behind after the rapture. And it spun off, there's like, I, I think there's like 12 of the book, like the actual main books. And yeah. there's like a ton of teen books. There's like a prequel, I think.
0: Yeah, there's prequels and sidequels that um are what I would call dubious canon. <laughs>
1: yeah, w- like they, were they actually like written by Tim LaHaye? I don't even know. I, have, I don't think
0: so, but they go into I mean, this way. was
1: actually barely written by Tim LaHaye because – Jerry Jenkins did the, like, writing, Mm -hmm. and Tim LaHaye came up with the concepts.
0: Yeah, Tim LaHaye definitely gets the credit.
1: He gets the credit, and I think that also he should get the blame mostly. Like, I I could be wrong. I I need to research more on Jerry Jenkins' deal, but from my interpretation from researching things, I blame most of this on Tim LaHaye.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. So the books basically have a pretty consistent clip of what I would call – a tier airport book
1: Yeah 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 So like They're, they're pictures
0: Yeah You like, wanna
1: know what happens
0: Oops I didn't bring my Kindle Oops My whatever uh Is not charged Let me go to the Whatever it is I gotta buy, buy a, a book yeah
1: I need a bestseller
0: yeah I need I need my Clive Custler or what have you and <laughs> I don't
1: even know what that is
0: oh you gotta get into some Clive <laughs> Cussler y- y-
1: I need my Dan Brown yeah. I need my uh who's that other guy no lower
0: lower lower,
1: lower. The, who's the guy that uh, the Tom Clancy I need a Tom Clancy lower <laughs> lower, lower,
0: than
1: lower Tom Clancy wow <laughs> yeah. okay
0: <laughs> yeah so it's basically I hate that when I read the first two chapters today I was like let's fucking go baby yeah
1: it is, no I think one of the most upsetting things about it is that they are—they're not good. I just want to emphasize that again: they are not good books, but they're very readable.
0: Exactly. Like you
1: just want to keep reading, be like, "What's going to happen in the next chapter?"
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to try. We're oddly enough, we're going to try to avoid spoilers unless. <laughs> Unless we think it's really funny.
1: Yeah, and then we might do it. I mean, I cannot imagine anyone listening to this is going to be upset about a yeah. high Spoiler.
0: And I want to make sure, in case you're here on accident, <laughs> this is not a pro Left Behind no. situation and technically not a pro uh, Christian no. Uh, no. Uh, show as Jennifer and I were raised uh, deeply religious and... uh it has made us uh, uh quite weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, I studied religion in undergrad. I was a religion major. And then I went to grad school where I studied ancient Near Eastern religions and Hebrew Bible. And like the more that I learned about the Bible, the less Christian I became mm-hmm. until it was like, oh, I don't believe this anymore. Yeah. yeah.
0: No. Um As embarrassing as it is, the Left Behind series is directly – Responsible for me not being a Christian. Anymore.
1: Wow. Oh, specifically left behind. Specifically. I don't feel like left behind. Like, I'm sure it was like part of the whole thing, but that wasn't really like my issue.
0: Yeah. It's, it's cause, um, we, uh, my, my sister went to college around the time that the, the books got like really big with like the second and third one coming mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. So to pass the time driving from Florida to Tennessee, we would pop in those SOBs. Into our Dodge Caravan cassette player. Oh man, you gotta. And boy howdy, I, I have no, nothing negative to say about that experience. You know? I <laughs> loved
1: it. Like,
0: <laughs> this is a, uh, a, 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 a religious trauma, uh, um, baguette. But I honestly, you know, I had positive nostalgic vibes. Yeah. Like, to me, this is, a uh, uh, shout out if you're in your 30s. This is the Pokemon. Oh um a burger king kids club meal oh to okay me, you know
1: okay. i mean well also because like it's not just the books because there are there are several spin-offs to this yeah. as well in that there's a video game
0: yeah <laughs> i exists? played the video game i tore into the video game and played it for like 10 minutes and in, in college and i kept dying to rock and roll music <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that'll happen to you it's, yeah it's, it's from satan
0: uh, but yeah, you know it's it's such a strange situation, and as we said in episode zero, it really does feel like, especially after nine eleven, which I think kind of skyrocketed these books. Oh, totally,
1: absolutely into
0: like hell yeah, baby, new world order end time oh, stuff. Oh god, yeah. I want to be so uh, in they basically like that whole time skyrocketed the religious rights. Um, hey, we're in the end times again situation.
1: I mean right has been saying that we're in the end times forever (laughs) yeah but they really really got like uh uh, like fever pitch about it after 9-11 definitely and this definitely played into it um they're reading back these books is very interesting because i think part of the reason we decided to do this podcast as we said in the episode zero was Just watching the rise of like conspiracy theories and QAnon and all this stuff, it's like, oh, there's a direct line from these books. Look, so much conspiracy theory nonsense in this and uh, as we go through a chapter i already know i'm like all right every chapter we're gonna have to have like conspiracy theory <laughs> watch woo, woo, woo. like
0: yeah because they
1: really like get into it like pretty much immediately
0: oh yeah chapter one has a lot of uh world building and stuff like that that immediately is like oh wow this might catch like a new fervor in a a, a covid world because I, of well, all this stuff
1: yeah and honestly like reading it i'm like This is really interesting to read in a post-COVID world, honestly, because I I feel like any fiction that's like, what would happen if this traumatic worldwide event happened? And it's like, huh, well, we kind of just got, well, we're still in a worldwide event technically, (laughs) and uh, I don't think it's going to be this way.
0: (laughs) It's really fun to kind of, (laughs) I say in sneer quotes, fun to read nowadays just because of yeah, we we have gone through a slight pandemic, so here we are seeing the repercussions therein. But you know, it's not as bad as what is it like millions of people disappearing all at once? Airplanes yeah. crashing? Oh my god! Cars oh, we're crashing? Gonna, oh, we're gonna get
1: into it for sure.
0: Uh, freaking pants on seats. <laughs> hearing aids <laughs>
1: Here it is. contacts Un- your underpants where everyone can see them absolutely
0: zero babies yes. none
1: they're all gone all yeah. the babies
0: so uh <laughs> yeah in this episode uh we wanted to do a uh somewhat longer intro uh which is what we're doing right now <laughs> and then you know get into chapter one um and at and, first
1: like we were i was thinking like okay we should do like a couple chapters for the book club but this first chapter is just so batshit yeah it's like we, it needs its
0: own it yeah. needs its
1: own to intro us. because
0: like technically nothing really happens in the first episode or episode in the first chapter. I mean one huge thing happens, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> yes. what a very important thing. Uh, something that I like to call the rapture happens, but um
1: Well, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about the Russian invasion that
0: happens. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen in chapter one. Well that's backstory. It's, it's disgust it's in dis- chapter no, one. The world building in chapter one is so goddamn thick that it's it's really funny to me that like so little happens, but it's like, well, here's the thing, Russia tried to invade but then it blew up <laughs> so
1: just like the glo- like the global like geopolitics of goddamn. this book are just baffling
0: <laughs> yeah and i i kind of dig like positively non-ironically the voice he uses for ch- the the way that he's inside of both wayford yes. Steele and bucky bucky's uh <laughs> uh, uh, uh head because it's really interesting because, like, he's obviously a misogynist because he's, oh a, my God. he's a rich Christian, but he's portraying a misogynist, but with also misogynistic back- backing of, like, facts and stuff like that.
1: The way that this book treats women is wild to yeah, me. it fucking like, rocks. Wow. It rocks.
0: <laughs> like, it, the way that the prototypical ideal... Um, y- you know, highway diner service, uh, uh, you know, uh, waitress talks to you yes. and you talk back to her. That's, that's kind of like the mode you got to enter in. Like a lot of touching hands, yes, a lot of touching shoulders, calling people beautiful, calling
1: people beautiful, calling them sweetheart or whatever. Yeah. Or like being like, well, she's emotional.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, it's uh, like,
0: they- my, my wife's not smart, but I, oh my, okay. We're
1: going to get, we're, go- yeah.
0: And I, I was going to say that we should define some terms, but also the book kind of does that for it us. Because
1: it's because the books were written to evangelize people. So, like, sometimes it'll, like, really go off on, like, a thing that's like, okay, you're trying to explain to me how to get saved right now.
0: Yeah, there's (laughs) a part in the – oh, my God, that's so bad. Yeah, Yeah. I cannot (laughs) wait for when they all get saved. It rules. It's really bad. It's going to be a bad part of the podcast and so forth and so on. But basically the gist is um, there are – uh, uh <laughs> there are a series of calamities that happen to our beautiful planet. Yeah, and then every Christian leaves. Uh, their clothes, hearing aid. Yep. And I forget if left behind uh, kept the fillings or if that was another spinoff.
1: <sighs> and, and and just to be clear, too, like these conceptions of like what the rapture is are like not really from the Bible. It's yeah. like extremely extrapolated from like. By fusing together different scriptures from, like, all different parts of the Bible, plus, like, a bunch of weird, like, Protestant stuff, like, it's – this shit is not actually, like, laid out in the Bible.
0: As my (laughs) uh, Bible teacher uh, said to me disruptively in high school, well, you can prove anything with the Bible. I was like, whoa! Oh, God! (laughs) I'm not allowed to hear that. (laughs) Fuck.
1: That's how it started.
0: Shout out, Mr. Sloan, you fucking rule. Mr. Uh, something
1: you still a Christian? <laughs> what's the, I
0: think he, I think yeah I think when I was deep into college, I was going to um, just reach out to him and yeah. like, hey man.
1: So isn't weird.
0: it weird how like God's not real?
1: God's <laughs> like fake, he's like though. fake though, right?
0: <laughs> isn't that crazy? And then I saw something that like cause I think he was preaching, oh, and I was man. like, man, on, bro. bro, you're so cool. Man, he was so cool. Ugh. And he did all of his jokes. He delivered them all to me because I was like, funny. And yeah.
1: And you like got it.
0: I got it. Yeah. 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 And we would, we would, uh, in, in, in the, uh, the seats, kind of like in, in one, two, uh-huh. three, because we could tell because he would say the quick joke, a better version of it would come to his mind, and then turn to me and uh. then say the better joke. And, uh, wow,
1: what a special boy you were.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mr. Sloan was the funniest teacher we had in the fact that he delivered his bits directly to me. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Jennifer went to Harvard. <laughs> um but I'm a humorist.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, Tim's a humorist. Um and I have an obsessive brain, which is why I've been reading Left Behind books and other horrible things about Tim Light hate. So do you wanna get into it?
0: Let's get into it. Book one, Left Behind. A novel of the Earth Last Days. Chapter one. All right, Jennifer, here we go.
1: So, all right. Number one, right off the bat, we meet our number one main character, Rayford Steele. Rayford Steele rocks. Rayford Steele is a really good name, and you do have to admit Oh my that.
0: god, it's such a good name.
1: Rayford Steele, and he's a fucking airplane pilot? Like, I, whoa.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm currently battling with myself to tell the audience when I'm being ironic, but like- <laughs> Do you know? So far, yeah, I'm like, I'm like being defensive. I'm like, no, Rayford still rocks. (laughs) Okay, cool though. I mean, he sucks, but he rocks. He's you can suck and rock at the same time. I think.
1: Like honestly, like the two main characters that whose perspective we're flipping back and forth between these books are Rayford and Bucky. And if I had to choose, I would definitely pick Rayford.
0: Yeah, I fucking hate Bucky. I remember loving Bucky, and then the moment I met him in the book, I was like, no.
1: I'm out, I'm Goodbye. I'm out.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Bucky. Uh Jennifer, uh, are you able to divorce the the movie versions of Rayford and uh Bucky?
1: Oh, absolutely. Dreams? Totally. Like, I barely remember well okay so let me step so back.
0: my bucky is kirk cameron yeah,
1: okay that is true for me i don't remember what rayford and my was
0: like. rayford is that guy who's in stuff i don't
1: remember what, who. i don't remember he him. he's an
0: action star that was in stuff because the
1: other thing i just want to say talking about spinoffs of left behind there's the left behind movie with Nicholas cage and that movie is like barely based on the book does
0: does he play rayford
1: Nicholas Cage plays Rayford. Steel. Okay, yes. let's
0: let's get this out of the way. Nicholas Cage is not Rayford. He's
1: not absolutely. Rayford not. is
0: like dad supreme. He's exa-
1: he's, ex- he's extremely a but dad.
0: He's not a dad that does dad jokes. He's no, ha- he's kind of boring.
1: But like cool, like but oh, cool. Like your dad's an airplane pilot.
0: Like oh okay. Yeah.
1: and he's like always traveling and stuff.
0: Yeah, your dad could. Fuck all these chicks if you wanted and, to. And he like
1: makes little jokes that are funny. Like, I mean, you know, I say funny, but put him
0: square. He's just he's making like fun fearful. of his wife. He
1: like, he's, yeah, he's just making fun of his wife who thinks she's going to heaven. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we start off with Rayford Steele. He's flying a big ass plane. To London overnight, and his big problem is that he's horny for a flight attendant that's fifteen years younger than him because his bitch wife found the Lord.
0: (laughs) Um, 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 freaking fellas, am I right? Like, it has one of the best opening lines. (laughs) It's pretty
1: good. Yeah, any book. Hold on, I got the book. I got the book right. Fucking, I'm I'm gonna read it to you right now.
0: Rayford Steele's
1: mind was on a woman he had never touched like, like that goes pretty hard honestly
0: <laughs> yeah there, there's nothing better than that and like you can totally tell that this chapter he's he, he's trying to be serialized schlocky kind of scandalous um, oh, I'm, um, I'm, titillating I'm, yeah, kind of yeah, like, while whoa. being within the Christian sort of sense of of propriety or whatever you call it yeah
1: but like okay at the same time he goes on a whole like thought like journey where he's like, "Well, like I've never like cheated on my wife, but I did."
0: Are we uh, gonna talk about necking? Yeah,
1: can we please talk about necking, dude? You were necking with someone, and you don't think that's well, cheating? All right,
0: yeah. Let's 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 <laughs> let's give props where props are due. My man necked. Let's- he was necking. <laughs> okay, even worse, he admits that he was
1: at. A company party, necking with a lady while his wife was home and over nine months pregnant.
0: Yeah, this is a a line that is delivered, or I guess a a passage, because it's all written. It's written first person, right? Or third person? Yeah, It's third person. Third person, third person, yes. And it switches between, well, (laughs) I allegedly torrented this book. (laughs) Uh, As you should. From the library um and so my my version is kind of fucked up mm. uh the punctuation the punctuation's is fine but some of the the paragraphing is
1: oh i weird. see i got a. I have a used b- version that i have written many mocking comments in. And-
0: did you buy this one from our local bookstore you, is that your original I, I
1: think that this one oh no i got this at powell's in portland oh cool yeah yeah, that's, that's yeah. I, I I definitely was like, I'm not buying these books new. Yeah, like I do need. a Unfortunately, I do need a hard copy to,
0: um, to make notes. And yeah, you, w- you want to make sure explicitly. Do not buy these books. Don't buy them. I, I I you know we're gonna say a lot of positive things here. Weirdly, don't listen to us.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but- we're brainwashed. We're gonna of- because
1: I feel like that is actually gonna be a thing throughout this, and maybe you're feeling this too. But like as I read it, like there's a little bit of my brain that's like,
0: Polite. I'm gonna get sucked in. But
1: like, what if it's real? <laughs> it's gonna pull me back into the cult.
0: Yeah, there's there zero percent chance I'm not like. Well, I mean, I don't believe all this other stuff. So but- what we're
1: saying is, is a very dangerous book series. And you shouldn't <laughs> buy it. Just listen to us talk about it. Yeah, I mean, and pray for us.
0: <laughs> I googled. Left Behind Book 1 PDF and my good friends at like Super PDF Download Fast. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, shout out to all the viruses I got because, whoo baby. It. Or the library.
1: So another good thing to know about
0: Wait, right, let's Let's talk about the, the neck again.
1: Oh, right, yeah. We need to like I, really I th- get into the neck. You know, hand.
0: I think there's a lot of things here that like aren't super important, but this is a – we were only doing the first chapter yeah. in this so we can do episode.
1: A, a deep dive. A deep
0: dive because I think it is so foundational and I think there is it something the stage. so interesting about the way that he writes these books because yes. he is inherently writing flawed characters who are going back and forth as I was mentioning before about the misogyny of like, He is a a, a flawed character, one, because he's not a Christian.
1: Because he's not a Christian, exactly. And so
0: everything he says has to be taken through a lens of not being a Christian. He's a sinner. But then he sort of uh, gives out facts. Yes. And the facts he gives out about these fake people – have their own tinge of sort of like like when he talks about um my favorite character Irene yes. um who gets sucked into you know Mary Kay yeah, yeah. oh and, my god that was various so MLMs just yes. fuck-
1: like one to one like comparing getting like super deep into evangelical Christianity with a multi right. level marketing teams which is correct no no everything he They're says is the same
0: <laughs> in, you know what cancel me everything this. Evil man says is correct. It's correct. Christian it's just, moms be getting into Mary Kay, be
1: getting into Amway, <laughs> and, and yeah. essential oils. Yes, and like any MLM purses.
0: That being said, if you're making a a a virtuous character for us to kind of not, I think we're supposed to like Rayford steel I think we are too. Like our panties should get wet oh. for Ray Rayford, but oh. in a bad way.
1: Well, because like that's the thing. Stories, like they obviously, like, he wants to paint him as actually like a good, a pretty good guy.
0: A pre- yeah, no, I, and I think he's mostly successful. Yeah. But I do find the necking thing to be utterly baffling. That
1: feels like such a boomer brain thing. Like, where, like, I feel like, because, like, back in the day, you'd, like, be dating, like, five people, and it was like,
0: <laughs> no, so this is, it, you're saying it's kind of like a madman. Like, yeah, I grabbed my secretary's ass. That, That's not sexual harassment. I mean, yeah,
1: because, like, like cuz i feel like most people her age like if you made out with someone that wasn't oh, your yeah. significant other that is cheating but he lays it out to like basically be like well he's not that bad of a guy like no, cause he didn't actually and he like I think he like says like he did It's explicitly
0: cheat. i've never like I've, been never un- cheated. I've never been unfaithful
1: but i did Kiss some I, neck. I, I, I
0: necked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Whatever necking yeah. is. Like, is necking just kissing someone's neck? Like, what is it? Is it making out? That was a good what point. What is necking?
0: Someone if, please tell me. If I was heavily flirting and whispering to someone yeah. and my lips kind of kiss... Kissing someone's neck is, like, That's like so much more sensual three. than kissing someone's, like, lips or... Or their what. cheek
1: or, like... Yeah. Like... So oh, man, it's that's intimate. Like, yeah, I'm I, sorry, I, I don't
0: quite know yet what we should make of the necking comment, but <laughs> <Neither>. <laughs> it's so profound and it rules so hard and it's so weird.
1: And so, so the, there's this story, which is then followed up by another story to tell you about how Rafer is a good guy.
0: Oh yeah, that's which what rocks.
1: is yes, which is that he his flights got. Uh, uh uh what do you call it? Grounded because Grounded. of bad weather. He had two martinis and then he decided once the weather cleared up abruptly that he was going to ground himself and he wasn't going to fly. Right. And after he had two martinis and he was going to offer to pay for it himself God, so to bring dumb. another pilot in. Dude,
0: that sucks so bad. But <laughs> that was, so sometimes in media you do, you have to do short form sort right. of Right, like. like
1: this is like a, a, a yeah, like a a, a short cut to who this person is. So,
0: like, there's a concept called either save the cat or kick the cat Uh, or kick the dog where it's like, how do I show that this character's good? They save a cat. How do I show this character's bad? They kick a dog. They drink blood out of a skull. They drink blood... (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> because we're in 20- 2022 they sexually assault someone yeah. uh, if you don't know jennifer and i just got our podcast start at game of thrones yeah and we are explicitly talking about a season of game of thrones that is so bad and so like horrific yeah. to watch yeah that like there's like legitimately good actors drinking blood out of a skull <laughs> whilst you know you, like capital s capital a sexual assault yeah in, it's really bad it's really really game of thrones a bad show. Yeah, a bad um, show. Sorry. <laughs> started our career.
1: What's up? It did. Um, <laughs> got us into podcasting, baby. Thank yeah. you.
0: But yeah, you know, there's, there's such a strange vibe from this of like, hey man, what is the one sort of joke that's going around of the early 90s about pilots? They get drunk.
1: They get drunk. They love it. They're yeah. always wasted. And that might just still be true. I don't know.
0: If shout out to pilots. Shout out to if, pilots. If y'all get drunk let me know I mean I, like
1: I know you can like autopilot for a bit it's but
0: so easy now like
1: as long as you just land it right okay
0: it's so like planes almost never get lost and stuff like that so you're totally well, fine
1: unless there's a rapture
0: that is true <laughs> what if it happens I was kind of caught off guard by this is next chapter this is next episode but cuz we I, I we we've, we thought, r-
1: we thought we were going to do two chapters and then I was writing the notes and I'm like we can't yeah. <laughs> it will be so long
0: oh, so many people
1: die <laughs> so many people die but yeah so we read two chapters today so uh, it might get a little mixed up yeah
0: but you know the the as confusing and as understandable as the necking story is <laughs> Uh, the grounding story is like completely opposite while being like 100% simpatico because again, he says he necks, not cheating. <laughs> and it's, it's, this is like something that your weird grandpa would brag about yeah,
1: at yeah, every single absolutely. holiday. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, I got fucking drunk off one and a half martinis and, uh, cause it was raining. Then it didn't rain. So I grounded. I was going to pay them myself. And again, I don't know how much pilots get paid, but that has to be so much money. Martini's rule. I mean, great, right, but you only had two? Like, I mean, like. Come on, you're, if yeah. you're going to,
1: like, not
0: fly, you should drink more. Yeah, don't be a pussy. You're I'm a big dude. Rayford. Like, how hard He's is a it? Bitch. <laughs> like, what is the uh, uh, alcohol content, like, for flying a plane? It's got to be, like, 0. 0.12. <laughs> it's
1: got to be pretty low. Or, like. <laughs> No, actually, don't uh, tell me. <laughs>
0: plans are easy. Plans are easy, but yeah, I don't you know best, This is this, to me though, as this this was completely out of place. If it if really felt like it was like not a a useful, it was it sucked. If anything,
1: me like was this like a Tim LaHaye thing that he's like, hey Jerry, you hey, gotta you gotta put this exit in there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know if it fits or not, and he's like, no, no, it's really important. You have to.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> the other problem I think of our podcast is that we're going to become uh jerry what's his name jeremy jenkins
1: jerry jerry b jenkins we're, gonna, beca- we're
0: gonna become jerry b jenkins stands I, yeah, I don't think he's
1: really good either it's <laughs> yeah. just that like he's more of a dude he's just like a workhorse for like writing like he's the person that writes like helps like uh uh like sports dudes like write their like biographies uh, like he does a lot of like sports writing so i think he's just one of those people that just like cranks out right yeah
0: so uh Apologies for defending Jerry B. Jenkins. I'm not
1: really up defending him. I just, again... No, we're
0: going to. I
1: mean, yeah, comparatively. mm -hmm. Because I know Tim LaHaye is a bastard. Well... Was he's fucking dead?
0: Shout out to Tim LaHaye. Uh, Tim LaHaye is legitimately horrible. He's a
1: very bad. He was if, a bad person. He was a really bad person. Uh, I think, as I mentioned in our episode zero, he wrote a book called "The Unhappy Gays," which is all like, gays are predators, and and they're trying to make their children gay in the yeah. schools.
0: Yeah, no, and, like, literally, literally was
1: like praising Anita Bryant and shit. It, he's a bad person.
0: He's a very bad person, yeah. and has direct uh, uh, effect on why our country is bad today like obviously it's not his fault but he's like it's
1: not solely his fault but he contributed whereas Jerry P. Jenkins I can't tell.
0: I kind of just feel like he's a dude.
1: I think he's just a guy.
0: <laughs> he's just a guy. Like, his
1: Wikipedia is much less filled yeah. out. Like, I think he's just... And I don't he, think
0: he's a good guy. No,
1: but he's just less bad. Yeah, it's but like he also
0: never, rocks because he did this.
1: Yeah, he did do this. And I don't know if it was him or Tim LaHeya was, like, super invested in, like, explaining how planes work, but uh, I have supported
0: them yeah. regardless. And one part that I couldn't quite understand about this opening chapter is, did Irene rayford's wife who became a christian did she stop uh uh, becoming sensual because she's a christian because he literally says the libido was a problem well i think
1: that he meant his libido was a problem
0: yeah yeah like he was horny yeah but he he didn't he he said his libido was a problem but the implication was it wasn't a problem before Mm. (laughs) i think
1: he became less attracted to her because she was being like a weird proselytizer. Yeah. They, and, like, pressuring him. Yeah, he like, tells the story of,
0: of, of like, lightly dogging on her for being a Christian, which I think is fair. Yeah,
1: and, she, um, and her feelings got hurt.
0: Yeah, and his joke's really bad. But,
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good joke. Yeah,
0: they suck, but they also kind of rule at the same time. And she got so pissy, she starts crying, and he got up. She's to, so emotional. She's so emotional. <laughs> and he gets up to try to, like, calm her and and, like, kiss her and, like, what I assume is a a a a quick finger bang over coffee, <laughs> and she says no to him because she's crying about like him going to hell because
1: he's yeah because <laughs> he's not going go to heaven with her and
0: uh, obviously this is a man who is strong in testosterone and not in emotion so the fact that he was his, his advances were spurned yeah he's going to cheat
1: <laughs> well can also could you please read this quote from Rayford about
0: Irene. He didn't want to articulate it, but the fact was, he was brighter. Yes, more intelligent. He believed in rules, systems, laws, patterns, things you could see and feel and hear and touch.
1: Like, okay, Rayford, we get it. You're so fucking smart. And it's also funny in the context of this book where it's like, actually, Rayford, look who's left behind, bitch. Exactly. All you the were Christians. So smart, were you? Yeah. Except for that's not real, so he is right? Right, It's very confusing for my brain.
0: I kind of think this chunk is very, very tough to unpack, because again, it's written by bad people, so I Rayford, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek because Rayford obviously isn't smart because the rapture happens, and he's not a Christian, and he's left behind, Uh, but also, it is sort of having its cake and eating it too, because he's making fun of Irene for being emotional. Right. So, I kind of feel like Jerry B kind of Fucking hold and one it, and I said a basketball move. All one.
1: well, how about now? Let's move on to our second voice of this book.
0: Can we shout out to Bucky, the the biggest Mary or the Barry Stew? He's
1: the biggest Barry Stew of all time. Yeah,
0: Bucky sucks.
1: Buck Williams, buddy. He's a he's a freaking journalist. Yeah. And he's a young Buck, he's 30, he's got blonde hair, and he's handsome, and he's on this plane. Yeah, that Rayford is flying.
0: There's something believable about Rayford, because he's just kind yeah, of a guy. He's a guy. He's just kind of a dude. But Bucky is um he's just he just feels like a self-insert character of the writer.
1: And I feel like if Bucky... Williams existed he would get murdered by his co-workers
0: oh, yeah. it was would so put
1: a hit out on him like so get him out of here so
0: the basic deal is he is a crack shot ace journalist who through uh, uh, cunning talent and luck scoops everybody let me just read a little quote from the book to you
1: Both admirers and detractors in the magazine called him Buck because they said he was always bucking tradition and authority. Yeah. That line made my eyeballs roll so far back in my head, I'm like, they might not come back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't remember that his nickname came from bucking tradition. (laughs) His name's Cameron.
1: His name's Cameron Williams.
0: Kirk Cameron.
1: Kirk Cameron Williams. Kirk Cameron Buck Williams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's all you kind of need to know is he's the worst character. (laughs) Maybe He's just ever. extremely
1: like I'm the I'm the best journalist here. The global whatever the fuck the newspaper is called that I don't remember. Like and, the and it doesn't matter. It's like it's like a I, I think it's supposed to be like a, a New York Times yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. but
0: bigger, global, bigger, global.
1: But the important thing is, so we meet we meet Buck on the plane, and then it's immediately like let's do a flashback.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> we th- got a, we got a flashback to a year and a half. Pretty much
0: <laughs> all of Bucky's sort of vibe is in this chapter is setting the stage for the world and the world is in a which i think is a very interesting choice and it kind of separates our our world from left behind's world in a way that makes all the weird stuff work better i say positively um because basically a couple things have happened one there's three major currencies in the yes, uh, on the planet
1: that and see this is the first like like first conspiracy theory red flag they are like we're trying to move towards a one world currency like oh no here we go
0: and the world doesn't want to do it because it'd be hard not for any other reason yeah nowadays they would be it, it would be it would kind of whip ass if the first book of left behind was like People don't want to move to the one world uh, uh, currency because it would be too much like left behind.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but, uh yeah, there's three major currencies, the mark, the yen, and the dollar. And they're kind of separated from, you know, Asia's on one, uh, Europe's on one, and uh, America's on the other one. And if I didn't mention other places that are huge on the planet, it's not my fault. It's the books.
1: That's how they talk about it. Yeah. Just like, the, again, the way that they talk about – countries is
0: just wild these books are quite racist (laughs) and sometimes in a i don't want to not a fun way but in like in a 2022 sensibilities yeah it's just like again not cute but it's like close to the term cute because like wow a different time.
1: It, it, well, just like the fact, like that we're sitting here in 2022, and this book is extremely like Russia is the big evil. And I'm like, like, oh like so many Republicans like love Russia. Yeah, are they like like? Ru- I don't get it. Like so, like things are things are different now, but they still very much hate the rest of the Middle East. Like, yeah, for sure. If, if
0: we started this podcast six months ago, I think we would have had a different vibe on Russia, for sure. Yeah,
1: now that we, like, Russia and Ukraine are fighting.
0: Yeah, and Russia's, like,
1: vibes. Is
0: quite bad. Is eating shit. Is eating also? shit. And, like, <laughs> being quite evil. Uh, it does, like, alright, fuck it, let's go. Um, so yeah, we have the three different, uh, <laughs> major currencies. And since this was written in 1995, Russia is still reeling from breaking, the breaking up of the USSR. Yes. And because of that, they are like, man, I sure wish there was a life saving technology on our planet <laughs> that could save everyone.
1: Man, it'd be so cool if that existed and whoever made it up shared it with the world. But. Oh, what what's is, that? What, hello? Uh, so we're introduced here in this flashback to a very important character name. Haim Rosenzweig. Uh
0: Shout out to Heim, I Heim love you.
1: I remember you being really cool.
0: I don't remember what I remember you do. Liking I you. I, I, ha- I confuse you with another dude who stabs a guy uh with a, the strangest knife ever described on on the planet. I mean, that's
1: a prophecy knife.
0: That's a prophecy knife. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't remember what happens with Haim, but I remember he kind of ruled the whole time. Yeah, he's, I, he's like, a, he, and he he rules in the way he's that a scientist. Yeah, he's a scientist. He's super boring. Um, and then once we eventually meet my favorite character of all time, Nikolai Carpathia, <laughs> yes. I think they kind of have a back and forth, but like, um, I, I have no idea what, I, can, I don't remember at all what happens to him, and I confuse him with another dude.
1: So, Haim Rosenzweig was, is an Israeli guy, he was a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry in the world of Left Behind. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I said that in a way that made it seem like he was real. <laughs> He's not. Uh, and his big claim to fame is that he invented a formula to fertilize sand
0: (laughs) yeah and they kind of make it sound like a miracle yeah where he essentially just you know gives the desert all of its nutrients that you need and because of that israel becomes one of the major literally one of the major world powers yeah um which is utterly baffling and insane like do you know how much great, like, food we export and import from, like, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And shit yeah. like that. Like, there's... Israel is so small. Are they also, yeah! There's no like, way they're do, making more food than do Idaho. Do not understand
1: how small Israel is? It's so small! Like,
0: the implication is that... Well, they're from the import tax. Who gives a fuck? I know it's 1995, but, like, there's no... Like, like no, they grow everything because of this magic thing. Because I was like, okay, they must sell the formula. That's what they do. No. They explicitly
1: they basically don't sell the formula (laughs) which is also like bro that's evil yeah no
0: the the way they describe (laughs) how protective israel dude so here's a kind of fun the 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 tough thing to navigate in the left behind books is the latent anti-semitism oh it's
1: it's that evangelical thing where they both they like Quote-unquote, like, put Jews on a pedestal and then yeah. they're like, oh, the, the Jews are – they're God's people and you have to treat them right because they're God's people. But also we kind
0: of hate them. Yeah, exactly. Is the vibe. So they – basically, they needed a – he needed a way to make Israel front and center in the story. But I really don't think they needed to. Like, No. time could have been anywhere – and it would have, like i'm not trying to you know steal from my main country that does apartheid israel <laughs> but like you know it's just not big enough no. to to do any of the things that it's claiming it,
1: it's it's just like very it's very baffling and they set up in this section this like uh fight between not fight but this a uh, rivalry between israel and russia and yeah. i'm like is that like a thing like maybe i'm just it, honestly very possible that i'm just like not educated in these things like i try to do a bunch of research before doing the show but i you know i i went to a podent school in rural north carolina so right. I, all my history is not great
0: and you know it was written and released in 1995 or whatever so
1: but i just don't like remember there like being like a big like rivalry between russia and
0: israel Well, what i think it is is the religious right loves israel and and then they're and like they ha- and, we, and they hate russia Russia, rocky bad. you know, shit like that it's pretty they're straightforward evil. so i mean yeah it's a it's a quick easy one but like the way they describe israel and their actions it's like it's a world uh, uh it's it's a it's, uh, paradise no yeah. one there's zero unemployment there's zero Uh, Everyone's happy, but they will not share this as Russia is starving to death. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and let me read a little quote from this chunk. Imagine what the formula might do if modified to work on the vast tundra of Russia. Could regions bloom, though snow-covered most of the year? Was this the key to resurrecting that massive nation following the shattering of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics? Like yeah. you know, they gotta bring up the socialist thing. Like oh, they gotta yeah. be like, it's evil. They it's socialist, therefore it's evil. In and therefore they hate Israel and I think God.
0: I think basically what they're doing is the, the 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 assumption is Israel good, Russia bad.
1: I think that's really and
0: all. And it it, they're two completely different uh, uh, plates there. But again, I can't stress enough how strange the wording is to praise Israel while also characterizing them as being, like, out-and-out evil capitalists.
1: Like, yeah, like, we will not share this thing that could solve world hunger. Yeah, they, they
0: talk about how Heim and the, um, yeah, it would solve all of the world's it, it hunger.
1: Would, it, it's, it's wild. It's like, so, so just, insane. And then, then they just straight up were like, yeah, they won't share it. Yeah. And, like, don't they, and, the, and that like, whips. <laughs> yeah, like, they think, like, well, everyone's okay with, like, this is fine.
0: Yeah, this is fine. So <laughs> this is what you should do. It's <laughs> it 99 to 5. Fuck Russia, fuck, fuck Africa, you. you know,
1: fuck everywhere. Yeah, uh,
0: and because basically Heim is twenty four uh, seven, super duper militaristic uh, bodyguard. Yeah, they keep him and his uh, formula under like.
1: I feel like what? it's like a bunker. Or it's something. like a bunker,
0: <laughs> and it feels like martial <laughs> law to me. Of like, okay, it would be as if the go- our government of the the beautiful United States. Uh, privatizing Monsanto, who oh, is yeah. a horribly evil company. I mean, could happen. <laughs> Shout out to St. Louis Small Business. Oh, Monsanto, uh, maybe. <laughs> um, and then turning it into like the Pentagon, uh, which kind of rules for speculative fiction. But again, there'd be clearly bad. It would be clearly bad.
1: Whereas they're like painting this as this is good and correct.
0: Exactly. And that's one of the things that I think is outside, like the metatextual commentary on the way it's written. Is this sort of back and forth of, you know, I'm going to say have their cake and eat it too. And what I mean by that is basically saying Israel is fucking bad. We get to have our anti-Semitism right. while being like Israel rules because of the Bible.
1: Yes. And yes.
0: so they get to, and they get this vibe of like, okay, we can have this really lazy writing and have our completely justification because yeah, like they completely, and this is the thing that I, I am a real stickler for in media is not. Kind of explaining their 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 laziness, yeah, their weird logical leaps. But legally, they do it here because the way they write, the way that Heim and Bucky talk about this, yeah, I think is technically really good because well, that- Bucky, de- Bucky describes it as a miracle, and Heim kind of describes it as it's just science,
1: right? And right. they go
0: back and forth as like, oh, he would just describe it as like a super fertilizer. Lo- fertilizer as if it if, as if something like that could def, like exist
1: right is, uh, and that's the thing is like okay well this is like definitely not a thing that can really exist or it would have already right. I'm assuming, i mean i'm sure like i mean fancy fertilizer in would the exist, future whatever.
0: it could technically happen but like anything could happen in the way that anything could happen but yeah
1: i mean i could you know meet aliens one day
0: right and i guess i'd you know hey maybe there's a lot more uh freaking uh a uh, uh, desert in Israel than I remember, or maybe I mean, this it definitely
1: is, is desert.
0: Or maybe this is a version of Israel that we'll find out in like two books that just glassed all of Palestine and you're, now you're
1: fucking right. It's definitely, it's definitely not all desert, like right. the gross stuff.
0: There, How many bananas sure? and like wheat are you ever able going to produce oh to to become like literally the the, the like. World power. Right. Um, there's a cool thing that happens in the book World War Z, mm. where Cuba, uh, becomes a world power after a zombie apocalypse because of their, because they're
1: uh, an island, because
0: <laughs> they're an island and because of their strict sort of governmental controls, they're able to quarantine themselves. Mm. And for a lot of the reasons why Cuba is able to still exist, uh, their resourcefulness and they're having to be elastic based off yeah. all the, um, 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 restrictions to get them the embargoes and stuff like that. They're able to kind of control imports and exports yeah. and maintain a somewhat normal world in, in a, a normal like, uh, uh, government and mm-hmm. where everything's breaking down because of zombies. That kind of made sense to me while reading that book. It's obviously based off every major city collapsing because of zombies, but they did the work. Mm-hmm. The only reason they're doing this, and this is, You know, I don't, I want to make sure that like there's not like what Israel's doing today and has been doing for a long time is out and out evil. But I think that the broader social, social like, uh, situations Mm -hmm. and the geopolitical things are even broader than Israel. And they go back farther and farther and farther with like. Uh, various you know white countries breaking up uh this area of of the middle east and then divvying it out and then after world war ii giving israel um the existence it so craved so you know it's an incredibly complicated situation so i don't want to you know gloss over the real world aspect of it and
1: but we're taking what this evangelical dude like wrote in his perceptions of things and like Evangelical Christianity's relationship with Israel and with Jewish people in yep. general is fucked up.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember watching Save a Pride Ryan and just being like, damn, man, we should take over the whole fucking planet. Oh, like, no. we, let's ally with Israel and let's go. And my brother was like, what are you talking? Why <laughs> Israel? It's like, well, cause God will, will be mad at but us. that <laughs> is
1: like really like evangelical Christians. Like that, that's how they think. Yeah. Like, it, it, so it's just, I don't know. It's a very like weird, like, they think it's positive, but it's not a positive Right.
0: So normally thing. when I talk, when I write, when I exist, I have to run everything through a filter of, uh, uh you were raised weird, you were raised weird. <laughs>
1: right, but, is this real? But for this
0: very specific instance and why we want to do the show, I don't. So a lot of things I'm inf- a lot of things I'm saying are based, on, and this is, I'm, I'm, I don't want this to be a get out of jail free card uh, uh, for making a whoopsie. But a lot of the things that like I'm I'm coming from and saying is basically the entire vibe of the religious right. Like this is discussion like a, these
1: course. are like widely held beliefs, yes. like and what we just kind of took for granted as being true growing up until we left and we're like, wait a second, this was all a lie. So getting back into what's going on with Haim Rosenzweig and Bucky here in Israel. So like I said, there's a flashback and there's a whole ordeal of Russia trying to attack Israel. Uh And in the way that the book describes it, Tim, can you read this quote here?
0: Frustrated at their inability to profit from Israel's fortune and determined to dominate and occupy the Holy Land, the Russians had launched an attack against Israel in the middle of the night.
1: The other cool thing about this is that they...
0: <laughs> the assault became known as the Russian Pearl Harbor.
1: What? Are you sure? Yeah, no, that, that is like... <laughs> that's so, like, America centric. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: no, I mean... It's
1: like, that's like the American lie Like, like yeah. what do you say? It, it's...
0: It's lazy. It's bad. It sucks. I mean, this...
1: It's Israel and Russia. Why would anyone talk about Pearl Harbor? Right.
0: It's not what an American situation. Saying? Unless Bucky rules so hard that, like, he called it that. So now everyone calls that. Okay. Which is possible. Also,
1: it's not like Pearl Harbor at all. It's as we will immediately see because- It's what? not
0: like Pearl Harbor at, <laughs> at all. all. <laughs> nothing about it's like Pearl Harbor. Nothing. At all.
1: Nothing. So what happens- So, so Bucky- is there in Israel to like interview Haim learn about the fertilizer or whatever and they're together and I think like what is a military bunker right because
0: Haim can't do anything without the military being like right. you're not going to tell him how to do it right
1: yeah like he's always got like an entourage uh, of like heavily armed dudes right which
0: again I think we're supposed to see as positive Uh,
1: so they while they're in the bunker or whatever the military folks are like oh shit oh shit there's a whole Russian uh uh, uh like air fleet here to yeah. bomb the fuck out of us.
0: The uh, Kirk Cameron Left Behind movie did this and it's some of the worst CG you've ever seen in your life. Because
1: <laughs> that was like pretty early 2000s, right? Yeah, like
0: 2003 or oh, something man. like that. Yeah. It, yeah, it was really bad. Um, but, you know, you you can kind of get the vibe of you're, you know, you're in a, a dark room. There's computers that are all green, right? And then you see your very stereotypical uh, radar going boop, boop.
1: And then, and it's then all like, of a sudden
0: it's everything. Right. It's like Space Invaders. How, is,
1: how many freaking planes is that? Like yeah. There's a thousand of them.
0: Yeah. And uh, they <laughs> – it's very weird because they're like, Russia's going is so mad at Israel for not sharing uh, the good dirt juice <laughs> that they're going to invade Israel. <laughs> and and, and then like, they're like, why? Now they're going to dist- – they're going to glass Israel because right. they're pissed. And they're
1: just going to destroy it, and then they're not going to have access to the formula. Right.
0: They're just pissed they're off. They're just doing it. They're just doing it. Because they're evil Your listener. And, and
1: that is the thing. Like, the motivations behind, like, that they give people in this book are hilarious. Because it's just, like, super villain. Like, very shallow. Like, well, they're doing it because they hate Israel. Yeah. It's like, but do they get anything out of it? Like, no, that's not it's, why people do things. It's
0: akin to, like, a suicide bombing where it's like, we're going to... It is also insane. Again, Israel is very small. Unless Israel is bigger in this world, I don't know why. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe the one behind world is just really big. Big Israel.
1: like big Luke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They yeah, because they later imply that like this is based off. Um, uh, prophecy oh, based oh, on a handful yeah. of countries. And one of the countries that's mentioned in it is not mentioned in it. So hashtag Israel is also Iraq and Iran. It's and Libya this-
1: and Ethiopia. It's several different ones. Uh,
0: so yeah, th- our good friends Russia sent everything they have inc- and explicitly like, um, uh, nuclear warheads. There
1: are the, they're about to fuck missiles, it up, man.
0: You know, all sorts of shit. So there's, like, the first volley up into all, every major Israeli city of missiles, followed up by jets and helicopters yeah. and stuff like that. And it, it's told pretty confusingly.
1: It is told Because they make it seem like the 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 bombs and, and such... making contact yeah and there's a part so i'm gonna read this little quote the roaring cacophony continued the explosion so horrifying that veteran military leaders buried their faces and screamed in terror yeah i feel like a thing that keeps happening in the left behind book is that they keep like dogging on the military and like basically being like they're little bitches they're they're screaming
0: they're (laughs) allies Uh, and bucky is like well I'm I'm in the apocalypse, so uh, I'm going to become melted goo regardless. <laughs> so, so he gets yeah. up and goes outside, because he's just a curious little guy. He's the bravest boy
1: in the he's world. He's the bravest
0: boy while, you know, four-star Israeli gen- generals are shitting their they're, pants. Yeah,
1: they're pissing and crying. He
0: goes outside, <laughs> and apparently... Not only is it so weird, but it's also hot as fuck.
1: Yeah, like, you talked about, like, touching, like, the doorknob, and it's, like, hot, and, like, a wave of hot right, air. because
0: there's so many explosions.
1: And it is bright as day in the middle of the night, which is a prophecy thing. Uh,
0: I thought that was just, well, yeah, I I think that one was maybe just the bombs, but. Oh,
1: no, wait, but, see, Tim, that's the fulfillment of that's prophecy. That's the fulfillment, yeah. Because they actually, like, do, like. Talk about it. Right. Because it's specifically talking about, like, oh, it'll be as bright as day in the middle of the night, and this
0: is fulfilling. It. Right, right, right. But to, but to them in this book. Which I, which I think is fun because they are like, okay, it's as bright as day in the middle of the night, which is kind of like, it's this is technically true. And then there's other things like, no, this is explicitly what the Bible says. The Bible yeah. said this happened. Yeah,
1: sometimes they do like,
0: it's kind of both.
1: Or like, okay, I'm going to like explicitly lay this out. Here's an, explicit, here's an explicit, here's
0: an explicit version of the bible and here's a broad version of the bible both rock and both are equally true so he goes outside and for some reason the entire and again i hesitate to say invasion force it's just sort of like the you know glassing for force of just turning israel into a giant crater yeah it is exploding
1: they're they're exploding upon themselves in the sky
0: and you know some of it is, is is chalked up to uh, Israel's anti-air defenses and things like that. So, but it's more
1: than that. And that's what Buck is like, wait, I can kind of understand this initially happening because right. we sent stuff out, but why is it still exploding? Yeah, and
0: after the first volley, it apparently everything starts exploding. And the most explicit thing is every single person of the Russian military, and it's implied that every single asset of the Russian military invaded – to the extent yes. where they had, they had they, nothing left, they had nothing left to defend. Uh, Russia died; everyone died.
1: They all died, but all the debris doesn't fall on any buildings. That right, it
0: falls between the buildings. So, like, imagine <laughs> in in the streets of Haifa, there's like a little kitty cat, yeah, like walking down the street as like a Mig just falls yeah. the ground right next to him. Like,
1: oh, whoa, 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 and the cat's totally safe
0: and fine. Cat, cat's totally safe. There's a huge amount of hail for four seconds. Oh, well, that's part
1: of the prophecy shit, too, because it's talking about storms. Yeah. And it's like a whole prophecy there's thing. There's hail, there's
0: a huge amount of rain, and then there's an earthquake. Yes. And in the movie, they they do focus on the tanks that yeah. are invading. Um, And uh, I have to assume that, like, they're coming up from Libya or something like that. I don't really know, because they have to pass through, like, Jordan and shit like that. But they do it, and yeah. um, I guess between the hail, the earthquake... Uh, the
1: miraculous they, explosions in the sky. Yeah,
0: bad luck. Uh, every single bit of the Russian invasion force is, is, uh, is wiped out. But nobody in Israel, no what?
1: casualties in Israel.
0: They literally said, like, no, no creatures. Like, Nothing. Not even not a kitty cat. Right. So any bit of wreckage that landed in the streets of Jerusalem was put out by the rain that just came down um and while this is a very confusing and strange thing the book treats it like that
1: it does treat it, yeah and and, and Bug does like i guess slightly i don't really want to give the book credit like ever Hell but yeah, like slightly <laughs> Bug does talk about how like he tries to like go back and like pitch the story and they're like that sounds crazy it's like i know but it did happen
0: though. yeah so basically <laughs> no one no one really can figure out how it happens and they do talk about it as if it is unexplainable. And because of that book, kind of he, – he's like, <laughs> I believe in God now. <laughs>
1: he, yeah, he does. He's like, all right, fine. I don't really believe in Jesus or anything, but God, yes. There's
0: definitely a God, and there's definitely something, and I have a much more open-minded aspect to the whole thing.
1: The The other important thing to point out about this Russia attack is – and I will just read this quote. Daylight revealed the carnage and exposed Russia's secret alliance with Middle Eastern nations, primarily Ethiopia and Libya. Right, which. What? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, especially like, you know, hashtag 90 kids. Right?
1: See, th- this is the, but this is also a prophecy thing. And right. They're, and they're shoehorning it in.
0: Exactly. There's no reason why Ethiopia, well, so if the- you take the, um, Shit, what's that movie? Red Dawn. If you take Red Dawn as face value, which of course I do, um, if people are hungry, they're going to be spurred into action, which is why, like, Russia, Chile, and some other stuff in vain America is because they need food. Right. Um So, you know, in this time, Ethiopia, and probably still notice, sorry, I don't remember, Um definitely needs food. Libya is that perfect blend of <laughs> near Egypt and Africa, so they're double bad, baby.
1: But I also think it's like a, a thing of them... Like there's there's prophecy shit in, like the Old Testament that's talking about like Sheba or like places that are don't exist now, right. but it's like this was is current day Ethiopia, right. and I think that's why. Mm. Like, and they talk yeah, about
0: they, they mention, like Persia, but isn't Persia like Iran? Or yeah, Iraq? it is. I don't Iran think, didn't do anything here, which is why I'm saying.
1: I also think they don't know what they're saying. Like, yeah, they're
0: they're kind of saying shit it, it, and taking the W's, but avoiding like again, it's like. Why is Ethiopia and Libya with them? Hey, Does not make mean, a lot of like, sense? Wh- like, why would you not throw in one of um, uh, Israel's neighbors so that you could, like, or, like stage you're not going
1: to, like, throw in, like, North Korea or, like, China. Like, if you're doing, like, weird communist shit with Russia. Right. Like, you're not going to go that direction.
0: Yeah. Ha- have, you know whole boodle, man have fun like spur up the fear like you need to do to get those goddamn voters
1: yeah i'm actually surprised the like they're, they're not going as hard on communist i guess but we'll see there's plenty of book left
0: <laughs> yeah that's true they, yeah yeah they'll actually do a decent job about not doing that which is hey props I, would, props I, would, to I
1: think i just get like, distracted doing other things <laughs> uh
0: another funny thing that uh they, they pointed out is that Israel was able to basically harvest all the resources off yes. of the destroyed planes and shit like that and really made a big point of like how much money they made.
1: Yeah. And that's also they invaded
0: was really weird.
1: But that's also a prophecy thing right. of like they're gonna use the weapons for fuel or something. Yeah, there's
0: gonna be a massive grave and they're gonna bury them as and birds. And birds are gonna be in their
1: bodies. And, and it's like, whoa, it whoa. happened.
0: It's like, sorry, my main man from Ethiopia, time to throw you in an unmarked grave. <laughs>
1: but also, like, I'm sorry, but isn't that just kind of
0: what happens in the world? Like, yeah.
1: I like, like, unmarked graves and, like, birds-eating bodies is, like, a thing that happens in, like, yeah, a lot of Yeah,
0: I don't want those. to take a super political stand, but if you are part of an army that invades a sovereign country... You deserve to be thrown into an unmarked grave, even if you're forced into it. I'm sorry. Sorry. You always have a choice, even though it's not your fault. It's not your fault. I don't blame you, but your actions. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? I don't know.
0: It's tough.
1: Um... Let's go back to Rayford
0: now. I I've him so much.
1: Um well he's still horny.
0: Oh man, <laughs> that's really horny. He's like slowly jacking off he, next yeah. to his co-pilot. Uh his co-pilot? No spoilers. Is one of my favorite characters. Oh really? Yeah, he comes <laughs> back later. Uh he's he's one of my favorite characters because um uh they really lean into him being like cowboy in the way that they Okay, him. okay. or and one of the reasons why I'm not super afraid of spoilers is because I don't remember shit. But um, he was like slowly jacking off thinking of Hattie Durham. Hattie
1: Durham. That's the, the flight attendant. And
0: here is a, an explicit spoiler I do want to say. Not a spoiler warning. A spoiler gift. Yeah. Hattie Durham eventually dates the Antichrist. <laughs> like, I think that <laughs> is such a beautiful it's and really stupid good. small world like plot point. Like, I do think there are certain spoilers that should be told to people to get them excited. Yeah,
1: you need to be excited about Hattie Durham Bucky the Antichrist. (laughs)
0: You got Bucky, you got Rayford, and you got Hattie, who are like the most important people on the planet. And Hattie is so hot. Like, she is so hot that she tempts the Antichrist. So it totally makes sense that Rayford. Wants to fucking yeah, um um touch her shoulder.
1: Yeah, he wants to touch her shoulder. His frigid wife only loves the Lord now. Mm-hmm. And so I it. might
0: be wrong about Hattie, but I think I'm right. I'm pretty I, sure. I'm I i right.
1: don't remember, so we'll find out
0: together. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Um, and and one thing too. So I'm assuming they don't say specifically, but I'm assuming Rayford's around forty because he says Irene is forty. Yeah, and, and he and talks and about he's
0: fifteen years older than than Hattie. Yeah,
1: so which means that she's like at the most like twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> which. Is creepy and weird of you
0: man, it's it's, it's a different time 1995, let's Uh, go
1: But also just like the way, like going back Into talking about the weird sexism of this book Like the way, like the character of Hattie Is so Like Bad
0: Uh, (laughs) It doesn't really
1: make her like An emotional, hysterical, stupid woman. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: she's really bad in uh, the end of this chapter and the next chapter, which we'll get into in our next episode. Like, she's, like,
1: constantly just, like, snotty crying and freaking out, and I'm- I'm It's-
0: it is shorthand, you know, to show that, like, Russia bad. Uh, They need a character Woman stupid. (laughs) They need a character to give the scene- the stakes, while the man character is the cowboy. Yeah. So, um, you know, he he, Rayford gets out up. He's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm go gonna, make gonna, a move. I'm gonna touch her shoulder. Twenty five we'll, year old. We'll see what happens. You know, we've we've eaten dinner together many times, and she touches my arm. Maybe I'll
1: neck. Maybe we'll neck together. And, and
0: one thing that I did like that they in his dialogue is like he's like, come on, I know she she doesn't want to fuck me. Right. And I really – I want to praise my main man, Jerry B, for not leaning into that trope because Rayford doesn't think – he's literally leaning into the fantasy of
1: Yeah. Like it. And the, he's, the like will they, won't they? Like is, is this an emotional affair? Right. Like, it,
0: but more explicitly being like the joy of – the fantasy because the, crush, the, the crush, crush like the unrequited yeah um just you like getting excited
1: about seeing someone in
0: every single like you know way that they write their interactions rayford doesn't think that like the stereotypical like incel dude right oh right. she's being nice to me she wants to fuck me he's like no she's being she nice doesn't.
1: right 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 she
0: doesn't want to fuck me but he just
1: likes being around her and he's
0: like well i'm not dumb enough to think she yeah. wants to fuck me but like Hey, man, I'm going to touch her shoulder. I mean, Let's see what attention, happens.
1: And she obviously like likes talking to him and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. he's just, yeah, he's enjoying
0: it. He's going to throw his bait out there, but he's not <sighs> yeah, going to be. He's not
1: expecting it to it, get taken. So, yeah, so Rayford's like, all right, I'm going to go
0: make a little move on
1: Hattie. Move my little pawn on the chessboard. And his pawn
0: is, is his penis. It's
1: his penis. Um, But unfortunately, Hattie is freaking out because guess what? There's people missing from the plane. And I feel like how immediately, like, Rayford's like, that can't be true. You well, hysterical
0: woman. Yeah, I mean,
1: now, granted, I would also, I think, would also
0: <laughs> be like, <"You> stupid <laughs> bitch. <laughs>
1: and, and also, sorry, I uh, uh, I skipped over one of my own points that I thought was hilarious, which is that Rayford Steele got cockblocked by the rapture. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Because
1: <laughs> he was about to cut you out and get his Mac on and Hattie's like, there are people missing from the plane. So
0: you want to touch it? or? I'm my cum is missing in your hand, <laughs>
1: and uh, and it it is at this part that we get the name of the book in the, the the text, because Hattie says, "Ray, their shoes, their socks, their clothes, everything was left behind. These people are gone."
0: That's Chappie.
1: That's Chappie. That's the left behind.
0: <laughs> I kind of think that sucks because they end uh the chapter with, also with it with that. So they- I agree um they shouldn't have said it here that's my jerry
1: b jenkins yeah that's add a note for you on that
0: yeah jerry b this is my first negative note for you yeah. other than the martini scene yeah uh this was you should have saved it because i think it did work at the end of this chapter sorry yeah God, i hate p- praising um, um the books but yeah you know it, it's it is interesting to hear something that is so inherently quote-unquote magical and surrealist and you know, apocalyptic, explicitly, happen in how calm slash not calm everyone takes it. And I think they do a pretty good job. They kind of go back and forth of, like, everyone's calm, but they're screaming. Uh She's freaking out, but yeah, not. Yeah,
1: because, like, again, like, what is happening in this scene is it's the middle of the night. This is, like, an overnight flight to London. So the lights are down, like, people are mostly sleeping, but a few people have noticed, like, Hey, my seatmate, their clothes are here. Yeah. (laughs) And they're not here.
0: My, my, my horrifically old husband. Who's who's,
1: very religious by the way. Who's a Christian
0: by the way. (laughs) Is nude in this airplane. What can we do about it? Um. So, yeah, Rayford slightly is also freaking out, and he's biting his 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 frickin' lip, he's smacking his face. He did have
1: to slap himself in the face, which I, I did enjoy that part also. Yeah,
0: he's he, – you know, and I think there is a sort of vibe where they want to make it sound like Rayford is a cool cucumber. So they let Hattie do all the freaking out,
1: yeah, for right, us. right. Because somebody's got to freak out,
0: exactly. And yeah, basically the plane has a ton of missing people. Uh, there's this old lady that we mentioned that is the first sort of like patient zero of like, yeah. hey, where's my where's husband Harold? My husband?
1: Please, here's a blanket. He got up without his clothes. Yeah. He'll be very embarrassed if you catch him nude on the plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh you know I it it's. It's subdued for what is happening, yeah. But also, it's like, well, what is happening? Well, I like the. I thought it was a little weird because they in the next chapter kind of talk about um everyone's screaming while everyone's calm at the same time, and I thought that was sort of a a, a back and forth weird sort of vibe, but. Yeah, it's, it, Hattie is the only person reacting normally. Like
1: appropriately to and what's going on.
0: The book kind of wants to make her seem like a little dum-dum for
1: yeah. it. Which is not fair.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the, the final line of this chapter, which kind of rules is the, the terrifying truth was that he knew all too well. Irene had been right. He and most of the passengers had been Left behind.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, because one thing yeah, that... Yeah, they should have left with that left behind. Yeah, you have said not that the other one.
0: Because uh, the one thing that I technically didn't like was that when he was talking about how annoying his wife was, was <laughs> like, uh, you know, she wants to go to church. She's not sucking it. And also she's talking about this thing about the rapture, which is really weird. Yeah. Which we, like, evangelical Christians, we didn't do. We said, if you died, where would you go today? That's what we did. Mm. We didn't... Talk about the rapture like this. Oh, I don't but know,
1: though. I feel like my first definitely talking about the rapture because
0: it was after it left behind. Like, well, yeah, but like church did it. You know, it was it was understood, <sighs> but like uh, the way you you wouldn't really talk about the rapture. To a, uh, a non believer because it is kind of wild.
1: Yeah, that's true. You would not focus on that. It would just be like, where are you going when you die? Right.
0: What is most likely is it happens. You're going to get cancer, you're going to get a car accident. But
1: then, but then like within church, I feel like rapture was like a huge thing. Like think about all the various like songs and yep. hymns that were about like being caught up into heaven. Exactly. Like that was like a huge thing. There, there was a fucking song that like we used to sing in Sunday school that was like countdown. it was was called Countdown it said the lyrics were somewhere in outer space God has prepared a place and it was talking about the countdown's getting lower every day until he'll come back somewhere
0: in outer space
1: And that was like a thing we sang like very regularly. Yeah. And in like the children's Sunday school class. So, like, the concept of the rapture was always something that was just, like, hovering. Like, Definitely. it could happen. Definitely. And, like, we talk about, like, I think anyone who grew up evangelical will talk about, like, oh, what was the time that you came home from school and thought that your family got raptured? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> like, you can't find everyone, and you're like, oh, God, did it happen? Yeah. Did I get left behind?
0: <laughs> There's a really weird thing about Christians, and which is why they are considered a death cult. Yes. And why that is technically true. It is true. It is... They don't – they always talk about either, hey, I'm going to heaven if I die or, well, hopefully God comes back.
1: Yeah, they're really like, damn, wish I were alive on this earth anymore. Right. It's really like what is the gist of what
0: they're saying? And like I remember my best friend's dad died and you know they're talking about one positive thing was that he really was into the rapture and prophecy and he had a heart attack and immediately died. So they're like, oh, to him? He just thought he was raptured. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Which probably didn't make any sense because probably to him he thought he was having indigestion yeah, or something I like, like that. Like and I then, then he feel wo- so good. And then he woke up in heaven. I? But again, I don't – I think it's – I thought it was like kind of stupid and lazy to, to – but what else are you going to do? This is an airport book. We got to fucking yeah. go, man. Yeah. We got to get to it. And the next chapter will be the fallout oh, of yeah. – The rapture.
1: And we're going to get into it because then shit starts to get much wilder in the next, uh, the next chapter. I was going to say the next episode. It is the next episode for us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, this is the first chapter. There's, there's just so much. There's so much in it. I'm really excited to keep talking through it and to continue to unearth and keep track of the weird, like, conspiracy theory thought, like, throughout it. And so I feel like so far the big takeaways for me conspiracy theory wise are like I said the one more current thing mm-hmm. but just like the whole weird like attitude towards Jewish people like the like undercurrent of all of this like yeah. the weird anti-Semitism but also like weirdly putting like Israel up on a pedestal thing like it's it's very unique to that that aspect of it is very unique to evangelical Christianity. definitely I feel definitely
0: like. what left behind has to do is, is thread the needle of here are good characters. But in order to have any characters (laughs) post-rapture, they have to have some redeeming qualities, but their faults have to be pretty surface level, and each character has to have a come-to-Jesus moment pre-rapture and say no, but have the conversation with himself or something – and, you know, as the books go on, you know, we're introduced to dozens of characters, all of which rule, uh, especially <laughs> my main man from Korea that has to get the mark of the beast. And he's able to. Oh, myth- I don't even
1: remember. Then- I like oh, vaguely remember this. Oh, God. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, it's, it's, it's like, how do we make these characters that are bad? Oh, man, not bad. Sorry, uh, Jesus. And there's nothing more than a Christian would love than to look down from heaven as everyone is like, I can't get their Uber Eats. I'm like, you were
1: right. I oh my not listen to you. That, that happens a lot throughout the book. Cause I've, I've read most of this book already and I'm rereading it for the podcast, but yeah, they really like the writing of this loves to rub in how stupid the people are that are left behind. Like you nasty little sinners. Right, right. But, You're but, so stupid. As <laughs>
0: if like the, the, the phrase hindsight is 2020 doesn't exist. Right. Like, wait, you mean to tell me that you think I'm dumb for not thinking the rapture has <laughs> happened? Yeah. Like – They it, do think that. Yeah. And, you know, and the other thing they have to kind of thread the needle as the series goes on is how do you still have bad people after you see all these capital M miracles? Right. And that's one of the reasons why I was sort of looking forward to the rapture myself was because my brother and sister – in my mind, weren't explicitly religious. They were going to hell. They were going to hell. So, because we were so close to uh, 9-11, obviously, the rapture was coming soon. Yeah. So, as long as my brother and sister didn't die in the initial chaos, then they would see, and then they become and it, Christians. And it'd
1: be good. It'd be worth it.
0: So... I was looking forward to the rapture to save my brother and sister, found out none of this is true, and that fucked me up.
1: and it's fine. But the problem is, which we'll get into the next episode, is, you know, the rapture happens, but what if you're part of the chaos post-rapture and you immediately die? Wow. That's why you still just got to get saved, to be safe. You can't wait.
0: (laughs) That is true. So our number one takeaway for this episode is... Just get saved. Just say it.
1: Just, like, say the sentence. Like, it doesn't matter. Although,
0: I think later on they do have people that are like, I said it, but...
1: Well, because they all want, they have a weird, like, catch in it, which is like, well, if you say it and mean it appropriately, then it will stick. Yeah. But if if it didn't stick, that means you didn't say it exactly, right. Exactly.
0: Which was the number one terror of yeah. all, like, evangelical we just, teens. Yeah,
1: which is why it's always like, what? Oh i just save it like one more time yeah just, make sure that so, so many
0: like <laughs> evangelical like at some point you could say when did you get saved and people would say here and then you know we can still do that but in the back of our mind is like well it was at the Carmen concert <laughs> it was at chapel it was after the, the football game because
1: like how, actually how old were you when you got saved quote unquote for the first time
0: I think, like, eight.
1: I was five. Yeah. And you know what? And literally what happened was I was in my, like, little, like, kids, like, Wednesday night youth group, and, like, the pastor came and was talking about hell, and I'm like, I don't want to go to hell, so I guess I got to get saved now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, that sounds bad.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, you, you had to get saved multiple times just you, in case. Just,
1: yeah. You just got to make sure it's, it, it stuck.
0: Yeah, you know? definitely. Right. Um.
1: Well, I think that we've done it for this episode. Um. I'm super excited to keep talking about this. And uh, Tim, do you want to tell the people where they can find us on the internet?
0: Yes, uh, you can find us on the internet at Trib Farce Pod. Uh, we we have the Instagram and the Twitter. Well, I mean, we're recording this before the feed is even up. Yeah, before
1: so we've like done anything. So not super
0: sure what's going to be there. I
1: sure, well I've done so many things so many right th- well,
0: here's a you're gonna picture. get there gonna
1: be like a tumbleweed on yeah no
0: we're squatting on it there you go but you can follow us specifically on twitter me at tim lanning jennifer at jennifer cheek we um do a bevy of other content yeah we have a uh advice show called dear internet which is very funny check it out
1: it's internet advice. I go trawling through Reddit for just the worst questions on the planet to talk about.
0: And we are part of, I think, the longest-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called Greetings, Adventurers. It's really great. Check it out. It's really fun. And you don't need to be into D&D at all to like it. Yep. But I mean it kind of helps But you probably will like D&D You
1: will get into it If you yeah. listen to it It's
0: fun And we have other podcast stuff out there And other creator stuff
1: We've been doing content oh, We've for been slinging so long. content for so long Oh yeah Over a decade Slinging
0: intent man Slinging intent for it.
1: Uh, over a decade For longer than we've been married
0: Yes So uh, I guess really uh, There's nothing left to say Other than I hope you continue To bless my socks off
1: that's it. That's
0: perfect. I yeah, I don't I don't I meant to say it earlier, but I don't really like it. That's okay. what Rayford says.
1: Yeah, you're getting your socks blessed off. Bye. Bye.